Hey everybody, welcome. My name is Nyla. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Greener Thoughts, the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, and also other things you'd like to know. Today's topic is about the nine creepy ways that air pollution harms your health. The podcast Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday. Please be sure to favorite, review, and also share Greener Thoughts. It really means a lot. Last thing that you can do is go ahead and contact Greener Thoughts by voice message. The info is in the podcast description and as well as every episode show notes. Or you could always send an email to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Hey Nyla, it's the Coupon Queenpin, and I was really enjoying your episode, and I especially enjoyed the portion where you talked about the meatless burgers and meatless items. A lot of those items, such as Beyond Burger, um, Gardein, uh, Morning Star, Field Roast Grain, Field Grain Roast, um, a lot of those actually people don't know. You can find at your local supermarket so once you look them up um, you can find them at your local store and if not you can definitely find those at Whole Foods so yeah definitely check them out and look for them close to you so I have a special announcement um, just concerning the um, proposed Amazon warehouse that was going on locally um, in Prince George's County here in Maryland and it turns out that the warehouse is no longer going to be uh, proposed and it's done away with and we won the fight everyone who supported and signed the petition uh, shared on social media all the information um, all those who were against it um, I thank you so much to everyone that the petition reached and also the lawsuit that was uh, formed um, against all the applicable parties. I'm really glad that we won and um, this uh, plan of the Amazon warehouse did not take place. I'm so excited. So um, thank you all again for, you know, putting up the good fight and we winning and the um, Amazon warehouse is no longer going to be a site Um, within Prince George's County, so I'm really happy about that. I want to give a quick um, overview of our next topic um, concerning in other news, which is where I give a quick dose of what's happening in today's world. So the first headline is that July was the hottest month ever recorded on Earth. And that was found on Mother Nature Network, otherwise known as AKA uh, MNN. Um, And according to the U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, N-O-A-A. And also, um, according to NOAA, the July uh, temperature across global land and ocean surfaces was 1.71 degrees Fahrenheit or about 0.95 degrees Celsius. This is above the 20th century average. This is making it the highest temperature for July in the entire 140-year NOAA global temperature record, which dates back to 1880. Second headline is that the seafood company a seafood company is charged with mislabeling blue crab meat. Now it's found on treehugger.com. Captain Neal's Seafood Inc. Uh, said its blue crab meat was American grown, but it was imported from South America and also Asia. A uh, North Carolinian-based seed producer um, has been charged with mislabeling uh, crab meat, which was, of course, uh, Captain Neal's Seafood Inc., and the owner and president of it, uh, Philip R. Carowin, 
he's the president uh, and owner also of Captain Neil Seafood Inc. He actually ordered his employees to do this and to hoodwink and just fool customers into thinking that they were getting American grown crab meat. Um, and so he made a little over uh, four million US dollars um, in doing so with the swindling between 2012 and 2015. The third and last headline I have for you all is that a study finds lead in drinking water in some Eastern Houston homes. And that was found on the Environmental News Network, AKA ENN. So uh, Texas A&M public health researchers found that older homes with lead pipes in conjunction with the chemicals used during the water purification process uh, underlies the problem. If you want more information, the journal article is called Vulnerable Populations Exposed to Lead-Contaminated Drinking Water Within Houston Ship Channel Communities, and it's in the journal of International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health. And I will leave um, the website link in the show notes for you all so you can check it out uh, for yourselves. So today's news comes from Mother Nature Network, um, also known as MNN. And I have a few reasons, I guess, for doing this uh, topic. And one of them is just because it's so important to the way we live. So we all breathe air, we all know that, and we do so without thinking, you know, it's just automatic. Um, and so, you know, where you live kind of could be dangerous to breathe, you, you know? If you live somewhere, are you worried about whether you're gonna make it from day to day because you live in a, in a caustic and toxic area where it's full of pollutants? That gives you something to think about. You know, environmental health is very important because not only are we tied to our environment, our environment is directly tied to us. So what we do to our communities, what we do locally, what we do even on the mass scale, people who run corporations and you know big giant businesses, we all are connected. Everything is connected. So I figured why not talk about this because air pollution is um, something that's very important and in an age of um, bringing about environmental justice um, and talking about it and being about it and acting on trying to save our communities. This is very, very important. Um, I recently went to an environmental justice event led by Dr. Wilson, who is an esteemed uh, professional and a environmental health uh, professor and scientist. And so he knows this stuff. And um, this past weekend, I had a, had a great uh, time listening to him, and I've seen him uh, a few different times on different uh, occasions with events and whatnot, and um, it was a Sierra Club sponsored event, so it was great, of course, uh, volunteering and assisting with that, so it was just amazing, and he did so much powerful, um, you know, sticking to the crowd that it's up to us to bridge gaps with fellow uh, community leaders, to take home the messages, to get organized, to get empowered, and to do things. And so I felt, you know what, let me talk about, um, you know, this topic of air pollution and how it harms us. And I'm really glad that the timing of this came when it did. And, you know, I saw the information and I was like, I'm going to talk about this in a few days. And I just happened to, you know, um, pre-plan going to his event like a few weeks ago and it's just all coming together. And so I'm going to talk to you about um, what I got to talk about re regarding air pollution and why it's so bad. And I'm going to leave a bunch of his links of where you can contact him and find out more information about Dr. Wilson um, so you can have it all there. Now I named the title of uh, this news piece, The Poison of Pollution. And that's exactly what I'm going to get to, the nitty gritty, the effects of what can happen to your health and who it will mainly affect if you live by um, certain areas or in um, urban areas, city areas, places with high traffic, all types of stuff. So I'm going to begin of why is air pollution so harmful? Well, air pollution is harmful uh, in a different 
sort of way, mainly because it directly is harmful to your body because of respiratory diseases, fatigue, headaches. You, know, you can have anxiety, uh, panic attacks. Um, you can also suffer uh, cardiovascular damage to your course heart and system and harm to your reproductive organs as well. Mainly those um, who are women, that's uh, very striking to know. And there's also damage to your liver, spleen, blood, your nervous system, and all of this is according to uh, active sustainability. Now, active uh, sustainability is from the company Asonia, and um, they're dedicated to the business of clean energy and sustainability. So they know their stuff about sustainability and clean energy, and they have a whole host of information um, if you go ahead and search them online. Um, exposure to air pollution, especially um, at the ground, ground level in ozone, um, is like smoking a pack of cigarettes, you know, every day for decades. And it's scary because you could walk away with having emphysema, ne having never smoked in your life. And it's all because of air pollution. So that's pretty alarming. That's really, like, frightening. I couldn't imagine, you know, never smoking or having taken any drug. And because I, you know, would you know, possibly live next to a congested area for vast amounts of time, for vast periods of time, I would somehow be affected by emphysema. That's a nightmare. And so I'm glad that, you know, I don't live near a particular area, but that's not to say that this can't happen to someone else. And so that's just one of the many examples of what can happen um, if you don't know, or um, based on where you live, what could happen to you and your health. Um, so to learn more about the risks of um, emphysema and how they're tied to air pollution, you can look more into the study called The Association Between Long-Term Exposure to Ambient Air Pollution and Change in Quantitatively Assessed um, Emphysema and Lung Function. And that was uh, published and available in 2019. Um, in August, and the journal is called JAMA, J-A-M-A, all capital, and I will leave that research link in the show notes for you all too. All right, next section is the health impacts of air pollution. This is the nitty-gritty that I've been talking about. So I'm going to talk about the nine different uh, ways that air pollution is directly tied to um, what happens to us in our bodies. So the sort of scary diseases no one ever wants, no one wants to really talk about unless it you know, affects them and whatnot. And um, it's going to be really tough. Some of these you know, diseases you may know about may affect you, but I want you to grin and bear it and to absorb all of this information. So the first, the first uh, health impact is about pollution and intelligence. That's the first one. So a 2018 study in China found that breathing unsafe air for too long can actually create a, an effect that's equal to losing a year's worth of intelligence. Talk about scary. The researchers examined language and arithmetic tests administered as part of uh, the China family panel studies to 20,000 people throughout China between the years of 2010 to 2014. And the study was published in Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, aka uh, PNAS, P-N-A-S, all capital. And the journal article is entitled, The Impact of, Ex of Exposure to Air Pollution on Cognitive Performance. And I will also leave that research link in the show notes too. The second um, really bad health impact um, is about pollution and dementia and see how they're tied. According to a study published in BMJ Open, researchers in the United Kingdom discovered that air pollution can potentially raise dementia risks by 40%. Their research team, they examined a lot of people, about 131,000 Londoners, Londoners alone and they were aged 50 to 70, and they were all registered patients of their local doctor's uh, practices. Patients were exposed to the highest levels of nitrogen dioxide, 
uh, and those who were exposed to them had a 40% higher risk of developing dementia than those with lower exposure. The journal article for that is also I'm in BMJ Open and it's called uh, Are Noise and Air Pollution Related to the Incidence of Dementia? A Cohort Study in London, England. That research link will also be in the show notes too. Additionally, um, there was some also um, additional research um, of the study entitled Living Near Major Roads in the Incidence of Dementia, Parkinson's Disease, and Multiple Sclerosis, a Population-Based Cohort Study. And it was published in The Lancet. Um, and it found that individuals living near major roadways could be at risk for uh, dementia. And they found that people were living 50 meters, so about 165 feet of a major highway or roadway had a 4% increase of developing dementia. That research was conducted by the Public Health Canada, or Public Health Canada, and I will also have that link for you all in the show notes. Now the third uh, pollution mortality rates and uh, mental disorders is the connection here. So from pollution and how it's tied to uh, mortality rates and um, uh, mental disorders. That's what we're um, going to next. So researchers from Hong, Hong Kong or Hong King uh, Polytechnic University um, looked at a decade's worth of uh, death records and statistics and they found that death risks um, increased 16% on the first day of a heavy haze, so a heavy uh, smog or, or, or cloud haze in the air, and then it rises to 27% on the second day. And if there's heavy uh, ozone pollution being present there, then the mortality risk raises to 79%, so it's a high risk uh, for death there. That journal article is called The uh, Spatio-Temporal Influence of Temperature, Air Quality, and Urban Environment on Cause-Specific Mortality During Hazy Days. It's published in the journal Environment International. That link will be in the show notes. The fourth um, health risk is about pollution and mental illness in adolescents. Uh, mental illness is a very serious um, debilitating condition and it is very prevalent to some degree um, in the United States. And um, recently, uh, across the waters way, way far, researchers looked at the medical records of uh, 500,000 Swedes and they were under the age of 18. And they found that more children and adolescents that were living in places that had um, high concentrations of uh, bad air pollution um, were, um, they were prescribed drugs such as antipsychotics and sedatives for various psychiatric disorders. So these participants in the study, all of them under the age of 18, um, they consisted of the entire population of under 18 year olds in four major counties within Sweden. And uh, in this case, it's kind of odd to even be mentioning this because Sweden, you know, isn't really on the radar, I guess, in most people's eyes, really, it's not really known for its um, high uh, pollution atmosphere or its, um, its region. It's not really known for having horrible pollution, you'd think maybe China or India, but that's proving, it proved with the research that that's definitely not the case and that the serious effects of, you know, air pollution can occur anywhere. That link for that research will also be in the show notes too. We are at number five. So we're going to be talking about uh, pollution and miscarriages. So anyone who is with a child or, or uh, in the processes of or processes of um, getting involved in family planning, this is something to very much um, learn about and know more about. Um, so research uh, published in January 2018 suggests that air pollution can increase the risk of miscarriage in the early stages of pregnancy by more than 10%. 
If you want to learn more, the journal article about that is called Ambient Air Pollution and the Risk of Pregnancy Loss, a Prospective Cohort Study, and it's located in the journal Fertility and Sterility. Uh, the research link, I will also have that in the show notes too. And regarding the study, um, the information came from a, a bunch of couples, about 501 couples, and it was conducted as a long-term study by the National Institutes of Health between the years 2005 and uh, 2009. And of the 501 couples, women from um, 343 of the couples became pregnant, 98 of the 343 women um, became, or 28% uh, had a miscarriage within uh, 18 weeks of the pregnancy. Number six about is about pollution and premature birth. So all preemies out there, I'm a preemie, um, and I'll, I'm not really sure if I was a preemie based on air pollution or anything else. Maybe I was just supposed to come early. But for any of those, anybody out there who is a preemie or knows anyone who's a preemie, in the United States, or not even the United States, but worldwide, roughly 2.7 million births worldwide, um, or 18%, were potentially linked to a harmful atmospheric pine, uh, fine uh, particulate matter known as uh, PM 2.5. And uh, this info is based on the study Preterm Birth Associated with Maternal Fine Particulate Matter Exposure, um, a Global, Regional, and National Assessment. And that was in the Journal of um, Environmental, uh, Environment International. Now, um, the particulate matter, PM 2.5, is really super fine. It's really fine as a particulate matter, and it comes from things like agricultural waste burning, forest fires, um, power plants, diesel vehicles even, and also airplanes. And uh, some years back, um, in 2010, about 14.9 million babies were born prematurely uh, overall and roughly 14 to 15 uh, percent of those preterm births occurred in African and uh, South Asian countries. And these are uh, in regions where the largest concentrations of PM uh, 2.5 are known. Uh, continuing on, about 1 million of the 2.7 million premature births uh, are believed to have a connection with high amounts of uh, PM 2.5 have occurred in India and China has about half a million um, premature births. For more info on that, I will leave that inf the information in the uh, research link for you all and the research link will be coming from sciencedirect.com. Number seven, we're um, a little bit more than halfway done, uh, is about and concerning uh, pollution and autism in children. Now, a child can be twice as likely to develop autism if he or she uh, is born to a mother exposed to high levels of particulate matter during her pregnancy, especially during the third trimester of pregnancy. This is suggested based on uh, Harvard a study, so from the Harvard School of Public Health. Now, their study was published in Environmental Health Perspectives in 2015. I'll also have that research link for you all as well. The uh, eighth um, set of causes or relations um, concerning pollution is about pollution and the growth of babies' brains. So a published um, UNICEF report back a few years ago in 2017 found that 17 million babies under the age of one living in South Asia are breathing in toxic air. This can, of course, cause a hindrance to their overall brain development, and they can really suffer from uh, neurogenerative, neurogenerative uh, issues, um, things like Alzheimer's disease, um, Friedrich's ataxia, Hunter's disease, Lewy uh, body disease. Um, there's so many things. Uh, sp spinal, muscular atrophy, just things that 
will affect them later down the, the line in life. And it can really affect, also, air pollution can affect their uh, blood-brain barrier, which is, of course, a brain membrane a brain membrane that helps shield the brain from um, icky, nasty, toxic substances. The last um, overall uh, connection is between pollution and having your DNA changed. Now, DNA, of course, can't be changed entirely, but through this uh, particular study, um, DNA was not completely changed in the participants but researchers noted that there was a difference in their um, DNA uh, methylation patterns. And DNA methylation patterns are the layer of methyl uh, molecules that turn genes on or off. And the results were the same across the board for all participants. So the connection between DNA alteration and heavy pollution is definitely a strong possibility. Now I have a few uh, quotables before I move on to uh, the next uh, segment. And the first quotable is um, regarding the pollution and intelligence um, portion that I talked about. So quote, polluted air can cause everyone to reduce their level of education by one year, which is huge, end quote. Said team research member, Shi Chen at the Yale School of Public Health. Uh, the next quote is regarding pollution, mortality rates, and mental disorders. Quote, although we do not yet understand how pollutants inhaled into the lung affect cognitive function, these new findings from Asia are compatible with a recent Belgian study that reported an association between short-term increases in air pollution and suicide. End quote. And that was said of Jonathan Grigg of Queen Mary University to The Guardian. The third and last quote is regarding pollution and miscarriages. Quote, it's conceivable some of those toxins would be able to get through the placenta and to the baby. End quote. As said of Dr. Jill Rabin, co-chief of ambu- ambulatory care. Um, with women's health programs, PCAP services in or at um, Northwell Health in New Hyde Park in New York. Regarding health, air is free, um, but it just shouldn't cost you your health. I, I know that it's not always easy to hear that Someone can't easily move up and out of an area that is heavily polluted. I get that. I understand that. I do know that there are options out there and no one should have to suffer or live in a place where they may be at risk for having a miscarriage or they may be at risk for having anxiety or dementia, which seems like a nightmare. You know, I think that Where you live matters, but if you don't, if you don't see that there's a way to break the cycle, then it's going to be definitely hard. And there's plenty of studies out there that prove that we have to know what's up. We have to know what's going on and who's polluting our air and why they're doing it and how we can stop them. I have several resources coming up soon of kind of how to stop that how to stop the vicious cycle, and what to do next. And I'm really excited to get to talk about it too. And I think that something like miscarriage, which is which is a very, um, I think, troubling experience for any woman to like go through, um, I think it's becoming more common and not just because of um, causal factors like air pollution, but because of environmental factors like uh, food uh, impacts and and vitamins and also other things too. I just think that there are so many things tied to our bodies. It's kind of numbing what we can and, and, and shouldn't be able to go through, but we have to power through. I have some information 
um, that based on the CDC's National Center for Health Statistics, they had a federal report then um, a few years ago, back in 2015, and they found that in 2010, um, in that year, that the pregnancy rate and abortion rate fell to record lows since 1976, and miscarriages and abortions uh, also even out. So overall, in the pregnancies in 2010, 65 resulted in live births, 17% were miscarried, and 18% ended in abortion. Now, because um, we uh, learned that uh, air pollution can be tied to, of course, miscarriages, I kind of wondered, I wondered what was the, uh, I, I researched the overall percentage of, um, you know, recent uh, miscarriages in the population as it relates to the United States. And I kind of wondered, you know, how many of those women who miscarried, how many of their miscarriages were due to air pollution. We may never really know the exact number, but that is a shocking statistic. Almost 20% of live births, you know, 20 in 2010, that's, you know, what happened. That's a lot of miscarriages. Um, I do, I do know that what we do now, it all starts locally. And I'm really glad I am in an organization that is about, um, impacting our planet, but more so doing it locally and also uh, getting our politicians together at the at the state level. Um, and there are also some federal laws, um, just to, to move it forward, some federal laws in place to also help combat um, pollution. So think about the Clean Air Act. That is a very pe- uh, crucial and powerful piece of legislation. And it only had uh, six states at the time had uh, air pollution programs back all the way back in 1960. And then some years later, all 50 states had air pollution programs um, by the year 1970. And uh, this is due to the federal funding and legislation of the 1960s. So thank goodness for all the uh, work and implementation of uh, certain acts uh, in the 1960s to bring um, fourth powerful uh, changes in uh, 1970 so that the Clear uh, Air Act could be, of course, um, followed through with. Um, I have one last key takeaway, and that is that we all have to fight for things that matter, and air is no exception. We all deserve and need to breathe and should breathe clean air uh, where we live and work and and where we pray, where we celebrate, where we travel to, traveling to other countries. We all need clean air. It's a must. And um, I can't stress that enough. And so I'm going to get to, in the Mother Earth Minutes, just a sampling of some things that I think are doables uh, when it comes to fighting uh, for clean air. Do you love Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all of the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the description section of this episode. It's the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So the Mother Earth Minutes is where I review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue we talked about in the episode and as always, save Mother Earth. So the message for you all is that I have a quick fact. According to a 2014 EPA study, carbon dioxide was responsible for 81% of the country's total greenhouse gas emissions, and methane made up 11%. And this was from the NRDC, or the National Resources Defense Council. The most powerful tip I have today is based around joining an environmental justice organization. There's so many to choose from, um, 
I'm essentially a part of one. Um, I This is no secret, I'm a part of the Sierra Club um, in my county, of course, Prince George's County group. I'm on the executive committee. Although, if you, you know, are in another county like Montgomery County or Charles County or Baltimore City or any other uh, counties within Maryland, you could also be a part um, of the Sierra Club or you could be so at the state level, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, but because I live in Maryland, I, I sought out um, just different organizations um, within Maryland or organizations that have Maryland chapters, even though they're uh, nationally uh, around the country. And so if any of the organizations mentioned have chapters where you live, I suggest that you join them as well. So um, the list of environmental justice organizations is as follows. So the first um, is the Maryland Environmental Health Network. You can find out more about them at www.mdehn.org. There's also the Sierra Club Maryland chapter. So for all those who would love to volunteer um, and give your time uh, within the Sierra Club, you can do so at the Maryland chapter or locally in your own colony um, based group of the Sierra Club. And you can find out more information about Maryland uh, activities um, of the Sierra Club at the website www.sierraclub.org forward slash Maryland. The next is the Chesapeake Climate Action Network at chesapeakeclimate.org forward slash. Next is Interfaith uh, Power and Light, and they are um, involved in the DMV activity. So District of Maryland, District of Columbia, Maryland, and Northern Virginia specifically. Um, you can find out more about them at IPL dmv.org. Next is the Maryland League of Conservation Voters and also the Maryland LCV and you can find out more about them at www.mdlcv.org. Earth Justice is next and you can find out more on their website earthjustice.org. Unitarian uh, Universalist Legislative Ministry of Maryland, so a lot there. You can find out all types of information on their website, uulmmd.org. Energize Maryland is also found um, on the on websites around, and you can check out the information at energy.maryland.gov forward slash pages, capital P, um, forward slash default dot uh, ASPX. Um, almost done is um, Chesapeake Physici Physicians uh, for Social Responsibility. Their website is www.chesapeakepsr.org. Um, the next uh, uh, website is Clean Water Action. And their website is www.cleanwateraction.org forward slash states forward slash Maryland. Uh, next is Citizens Climate Lobby. So uh, you can check out Maryland specifically with the Maryland chapter there. So you can go to citizensclimatelobby.org forward slash about dash ccl forward slash chapters forward slash. And then you can view the specific uh, Maryland uh, section in the Maryland chapter there. Last three, uh, the last one of the last ones is Food and Water Watch. And check out Maryland uh, specifically or any other state, of course. So you can go to www.foodandwaterwatch.org forward slash state forward slash Maryland. The um, National... Uh, Wildlife Federation Mid-Atlantic Regional Center is found on their website. They have more information. It's www.nwf.org forward slash mid capital M dash Atlantic capital A dot ASPX. The last one that you can check out is Maryland Conservation Council and they have their information on their website. 
everything about them at, at www.mdconservationcouncil.org forward slash. Uh, if you would like, you can, um, like I said before, check out your state um, for their uh, possible chapters of any of these organizations that I listed um, were applicable. And also check your, um, all, for all my international listeners, check out your country's Department of the Environment or similar. So any locales, any uh, specific districts or places where you live, check out your uh, Department of the Environment or local uh, environmental justice organizations for more um, on, on that information. Uh, number two tip and last tip is to really be informed about air issues because there's a lot to learn and I have a really, really cool website that I found um, while doing uh, the research and you can find out really concentrated information about uh, air pollution where you live. And it's so cool because you can find it out from it being this interactive map and you can look at it concentrated all the way into the future. So in um, 2100, the year 2100 is where you can um, find uh, this information that it will lay out simply. And it's called um, the relevator.org. They have an interactive map. I'll link that as well in the show notes so you can check it all um, out there. And it's amazing the information is there. So I really hope that you enjoy um, you know, getting it informed and checking out all the information there. The eco fact of the day is that the apocalyptic fungus BD, uh, Bacha Chochai Trium dentrobatidis, has caused the decline of 501 amphibian species and the extinction of 90. That was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the July August 2019 issue. Green Adopt wants to hear your story. You can choose to self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and supports the environment. You can work hard in the environmental field in either an organization or company. Either way, let Green Adopt know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please be sure to send your 200-word essay to the email address greenadoptpodcast at gmail.com So, we uh, have come to the show um, part where we're going to talk about the Eco Company Spotlight and I can't wait to let you all know about one of my favorite companies uh, Eco Companies doing great things for the environment if you happen to have a environmentally related product or service that you, of course, would love for me to get out there and review, I would surely do so. And you can always be sure to do um, so by contacting me uh, by voice message or just by sending an email to Greener Thoughts. So the company I have to introduce you to is called Alba Botanica. Now, if you heard of Alba Botanica, be sure to let me know or let somebody else know. Alba Botanica is one of my favorite, favorite companies because they do really good by their products and they also give back. Alba Botanica was made in the year 1979 and its mission is to simply to do beautiful. They are all about making high quality, 100% vegetarian products that bloom with botanical ingredients. And Alba Botanica is one that consistently never tests ingredients or products on animals. They're stewards of natural resources and they always reduce their environmental footprint. To check, to check uh, their awards and recognition over the years, can go to the website 
www.albabotanica, so that's A-L-B-A-B-O-T-A-N-I-C-A.com, forward slash E-N for English, and then forward slash recognition forward slash. Where to uh, locate Alba Botanica products? You can simply go to their website, albabotanica.com forward slash en forward slash store dash locator forward slash. And I gotta say, it's one of the best store locators online I've ever seen. It's so specific. You can look up whatever product that they have or that you uh, have in your sites, and you can look by clicking on the different uh, bullets there and then typing in your zip code where you are and then find your nearest store where you can search out uh, their products so it's super helpful Um, so Alba Botanica has a range of different products and their products are one recognized by the leaping bunny logo which is grounded in compassion and ethical treatment of all living things They're also 100% vegetarian in their products. They're also reef-friendly, so their ingredients. They uh, use biodegradable formulas, and their uh, materials and packaging is recyclable and made of recyclable materials. And, of course, none of their products contain microbeads, which are bad, bad for our oceans and seas. Alba Botanica varies in all of their products that they carry, and my overall experience of um, Alba Botanica is that I love all of their products. I've tried, I can count on one hand how many uh, products I've tried probably within the last eight years maybe. I started then, and I have some staples that will just never go away. So my first that I tried was their Hair Cleanse Clarifying Shampoo, and I tried that back in 2011, and it had more flexible packaging then. I loved it because of the smell alone. It was just amazing. The packaging was, of course, recyclable. All the ingredients I could pronounce, it just gave me just the best feels, and it did good for my hair. I had natural hair. Um, Then I I was just um, keeping my hair... Um, natural and then a little fro and of course years later um, I kept it super short and kept the uh, buzz cut and I've rocked it ever since Um, and I also love uh, the second product that I love from them is their um, Hawaiian facial cleanser pour uh, purifying uh, pineapple enzyme uh, in the facial cleanser there it's amazing it smells heavenly uh, just by itself and the colors are just like amazing it just draws you to the product and I just I just say it lasts forever one bottle lasted me for like two years so that's amazing for me and the packaging is of course totally recyclable it's just great all around um, another product that I tried was their facial scrub so their Hawaiian facial scrub uh, scrub that was a poor uh, purifying and also had the pineapple enzyme and I tried it um, in 2017 it was good but I didn't use it too much after that I don't think because I I have different scrubs that I sometimes use but I really prefer the uh, cleanser that was is great for washing your face it's amazing what it does um, and then I also tried the fourth thing I tried, and I still have also, um, I need to buy more of their facial cleanser. I have their Good and Healthy Moisturizing Shampoo uh, for normal and dry hair. And I I got that um, this year, and I do love it. It's completely clear, which is amazing. I love when products are completely clear. You know, there's no, um, you know, um, there's no falsifying what they're made of. It doesn't smell weird, anything like that. It's perfect. Um, I do... I don't know if I tried any more products, like a fifth product from them, like lip balms. I can't remember now, but if I did, I I, I can't say anything, um, you know, bad about their products. They're just amazing to me. Um, so my loves regarding Alba Botanica are that they have smell-good ingredients, perfectly vegetarian, natural, and uh, a bunch of their ingredients are also certified organic, so you can never go wrong with that. I love, of course, their philosophy and again, that their packaging is bright, colorful, inviting, and just overall positive. Alba 
Botanica um, can be found online at several different places, like their website, albabotanica.com forward slash en forward slash. They're also available on amazon.com, bed, bath, and beyond, CVS, uh, ebay.com, giant, iherb.com, lucky vitamin, uh, pharmaca, pharma packs, Puritan's Pride, Rite Aid, Safeway, Target, Thrive Market, Alta, Vita Cost, uh, Wegmans, Walmart, uh, Yes Organic, and other fine stores online and in stores across the country where available. Alba Botanica is also online uh, with its social media platforms that it's on, like Facebook. They're there. Uh, you can search Alba Botanica. They're also on Instagram at Alba Botanica, all one word, lowercase. They're also on Pinterest at Alba Botanica. They're also on Twitter at Alba Botanica and also YouTube at uh, Alba Botanica. And again, Alba Botanica is spelled A-L-B-A-B-O-T-A-N-I-C-A. Last thing for you is that you you can go ahead and contact them by going to their webpage, www.albabotanica.com forward slash en forward slash. And then view the bottom of the webpage, then click the Contact Us tab under Take Action to go to the contact page. All right. So thank you for listening in and be sure to share this episode, especially if you are personally affected or know someone who is personally affected by air pollution or second thing, you learned something new and you really want to share it and you know someone who could benefit from this information. And third thing, if you hate bad air just as much as I do and you want to do something life-changing, this is a start. And you can definitely join any of the local environmental justice organizations that I mentioned or start your own or look for more information or attach to something that is focused on clean air uh, that happens to be an environment environmental group as well. So thank you all again for taking the time to listen in. And I'll be back with another podcast episode coming up soon. But until then, you all take care and be safe.